On this week's episode, we celebrate our mothers. Happy Mother's Day. The Bass sisters are back with us. Dina Bass uh, Williams from Bass Public Affairs is joining us, and Dee Dee is here in the studio. We're also joined by Colleen McDonald, certified health coach and single mom of a daughter that is now 20 years old, and Cheryl Pollins, life coach, raised two daughters. We welcome all of you to the show. You know, you know, I love Shirley Caesar's song that every day is Mother's Day, but it doesn't necessarily mean that every day is Mother's Day for every mother. Colleen, talk about some of the struggles that mothers struggle against today that are so different during your generation and your parents' generation. I think now the big difference um, between this generation and when my mom was raising us, uh, my mom was fortunate enough to be able to stay home with us. Um, going home after school, there was always someone there, someone to make sure we were doing our homework. And for me, raising my daughter, that was completely different. I had to go to work. I had to put her in childcare. Uh, she was able to stay with my mom quite often, again, which was a blessing. But that's, that's definitely um, something that's very difficult for parents today is childcare and, and having family close by. I find that a lot of families um, are spread out across the country. They don't live in the same communities or neighborhoods anymore. And growing up, uh, you know, when my mom was raising us, the family was just all together. Oh, um, so let me let me go to you, Cheryl. Um, what, what about um, single mothers and um, have these kids when their mothers having to raise them, and there's just all kind of challenges that they're faced with. And obviously, many of them do a fantastic job. But single mothers today is not what it was like 50 or 60 years ago. Oh, absolutely not. Um, I always kid around and say, you know, I am so glad I'm not raising little children right now because I really believe that it's very, very challenging to, as a single mom in particular, because you have these extra layers of technology and social media and all the things that I didn't even have to deal with when my children were younger. So I think there are multiple challenges that are presented to single parents and we really, really have to find some solutions to come alongside and support these single mothers who are most cases doing the very best that they can, but they really need the support of the village, the tribe to help them navigate these very challenging waters if you're raising children as a single mom in today's world. You know, Dina, you've been involved um, in government and policy and with think tanks. Are there policies that and have had a long-term uplifting impact on these single-parent households that really works, that really makes a difference? I think now with, with there being families and having a mom in the household and, and as a mom, I, first of all, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to our mom, Dorothy Bass Humphrey, um, Dorothy Humphrey Bass in Columbus, Georgia. Happy birthday, Mama. And Happy Birthday to, and mothers, Happy Mother's Day to all the moms. But um, it is, as a mom, I, it's very important that 
I think Cheryl was saying earlier in regards to having that village and having that village is very, very important. And when you do have a village, it makes a big difference when you're trying to raise children. Cheryl said that it, you know, it made a difference back when she was raising her children. My daughter, my youngest is 14 and I have a son who's 20 and I have two bonus daughters. It, Cheryl, we still need that village today because having that village in today's society, it's still very difficult being a single mom or being married and having my husband in the household, still raising children today with so much what they have to deal with, so many things that my 14-year-old is dealing with that I did not even think about having to deal with when I was coming up or my mother never even thought about having to deal with when she was raising my sister and I. So it's, it's very different and so that village is hugely important, hugely important. You know, um Colleen, what about the push today to try to change the definition of motherhood and the role of mothers in our society? You know, there are all kind of issues that face mothers today in terms of how they raise their children. Some people are trying to change the definition of, of womanhood. Uh, uh, is there a right and wrong time to become a mother? We know, unfortunately, that many young women become moms early. Some become late. And then there are stigmas with it. I'm being prepared would be awesome, but that's not um, the way it always happens. I think if you have love for your child, then you're ready for motherhood. And having that village also, as the other guests had uh, mentioned, is absolutely key. And we need to do more of that to um, support moms of any age. And I think especially young moms. I was 35 when my daughter was born and um, I still needed a lot of support. Dee Dee, you wanted to add. I was gonna say, in my daughter's school, they, were, they had a t-shirt that said um, parent. And I was very adamant that I wanted a t-shirt that said mom, because I am a mom. And you can't change the definition of a mom, or you can't, and you can't change the definition of a woman or a mother. Uh, there are two genders, male and a female. You have a father and you have a mother, plain and simple. It's not hard. It's not, you know, rocket science. It's very simple. Um, and that definition of a mom, of a mother, of a woman, it's when you talk about science, there are certain things that a mom has that a, a father doesn't have. <laughs> and that's just how it is. And so I'm proud and excited to be a woman, a mother, and so it was very important to me. And the school did change. They did, now they do have t-shirts in, in the bookstore that says, you know, mom and dad, which I'm very happy about because I'm proud to be my daughter's mom and my son's mom. But, um, so Cheryl, do we empower mothers and daughters though sometimes at the expense of feminizing our men and reducing the role that men should play, the larger role in our society? Yes, we do. Uh, when my children were younger um, and uh, their father, their father is pastor of a church, and they would say, oh, is, you know, the pastor, is he babysitting? And I used to laugh and I used to say, um, we are parents, we are not babysitters these are our children so no <laughs> he's not babysitting and i do think that we um make it uh, so that you know the father um 
you know, his his presence or how he interacts with his children is potentially very different from how, you know, people perceive the mother's responsibility when I believe that both parents have dual responsibility and that we both are present in our children's lives, potentially, yes, in different ways for different reasons, but we're still on the same playing field as parents. You know, Dina, there are so many places you can go in the media that always reinforces mothers, highlight them, but you don't really see that with a lot of men in society today. It's becoming less and less. Now, you and your sister, Dee Dee, grew up in a home where you, your mother's still alive, your father's deceased, you had a healthy respect for your mother and father. And, and for you as a daughter of your father, that was very important for you being a wife that you are today in order to be in a marriage, to understand what it means to be a man, to respect that man, and also how to empower and uplift that man. You cannot talk about mothers without talking about father. Absolutely, and you know, our, our public affairs firm, Bass Public Affairs, Didi and I are both married, but we chose Bass Public Affairs to honor our father and his name. And so, yes, absolutely, I think that what we see today is the marginalization of men. And um, this notion that men do not matter and that they're not needed, it's, it's been slowly creeping in media from, even from the 50s until today, it's certainly much more prevalent today, this idea of dumbing down men and making fun of men. And, the, um, and we, we have to be vigilant and pay attention to it because the bottom line is that, as Dee Dee said, she's a mom and um, her, my niece and my nephew, they have a father. And so a man and a woman, um, they offer two very different uh, roles. They're, and we always say there's a distinction of difference, not a distinction of value. They are different, but they are both equally valuable. And I think that um, we, you know, as we celebrate Mother's Day, we, you know, Father's Day is around the corner and, and they'll have their day to celebrate, but we celebrate fathers every day of the year because we understand the great importance that our dad um, has been in our life. Hi, Colleen, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and so it's a little bit different. I know that your, your son is, your daughter's 20, but with social media right now, how, I know that, you know, still social media is, it, that's what they use on their phones all the time, TikTok, Instagram, everything. How do you encourage your daughter not to be so influenced by what she's seeing on her social media and, can, and just staying focused on what you've taught her in your household? That's practically a daily conversation. My daughter um, really enjoys social media and I get very concerned with some of the things that she puts on there and how easily influenced she is. So it's a conversation we have all the time. And I sit down with her and even at the age of 20, I know she's considered an adult now. She's living under my roof. I still ask her show me show me your phone I want to see what's on there I want to see what's on your social media I and absolutely she, love that she complies she complies with that and I just let her know it doesn't matter what age you are you're still learning you're still growing you're still maturing so you need me here to guide you especially with something it's so different from when I grew up we didn't have this we didn't have social media we didn't have a hundred people in our affairs at one time or if you had a disagreement with someone now it's on social media and i teach my daughter about communicating one-on-one -on -one with people you you don't have to go on instagram or facebook to communicate with people do that one-on-one -on -one. 
You know, Cheryl, uh, the pandemic has had an enormous impact on the relationships and families. You have two daughters, um, and a lot of young people, Dee Dee and Dina, uh, kids are moving back home. They can't even afford to live on their own anymore. How is this impacting households, um, Cheryl? Well, I know I can say for us, all of our children live, live on their own. So um, what the pandemic did for us was that uh, we, uh, and we all live in different states as well. So what we did was we started using Zoom as a way to stay connected. And I think the key here is to be really intentional about how you, you're going to stay connected with your children. How are you still going to be present in their life, have them present in your life, and be real intentional about that. Technology uh, allows us to do that and um, but I think the impact that the pandemic had, we were so focused on, you know, the pandemic and what was going on, and you know, many people were so tuned in to what was happening that we might not have been paying attention to what was happening right within our own families in terms of really being intentional about staying connected. You know, Dina. You know, people forget. You know, sometimes we just focus on the mothers, we focus on the parents. But you're an aunt. You love Didi's children just like their own. You have your own impact. There's certain times when they can't go to their mother, can't go to their father. They'll come to you as Absolutely. an aunt. There is so, there is so many things that really contribute to the development and the maturity and the wisdom of these young kids today, boys and girls, and the role of family, whether sisters, brother, cousins, godfather, godmother, it plays a big role, Dina. Yes, absolutely, and I take pride in my role. Dee Dee calls me a paint professional aunt, no kids. I do have now bonus kids. I have married a man with grown kids, but I am a professional aunt. I call myself a five-star general when it comes to being an aunt, and I think that people um, need to recognize the value of aunts. By the way, um, Uncle and Aunt Day is July 26th, if anyone's ever wondering, but that also happens to be Dee Dee's birthday, so Professional Aunt Day always falls on Dee Dee's birthday, so we don't often celebrate it. But yes, um, aunts are important, uncles are important, the extended family um, has so traditionally been important, certainly in American communities. And, and I do, my, my niece and my nephew, I have a unique and special relationship with them, and they, they do, as my nephew did yesterday, called me because he needed me to come up to his college to help him do some things that he did. You know, he's trying to do some surprises for his mom on Mother's Day. So, yes, they, um, I do have a unique and special relationship with my, my nephew and my niece, and I, and I just think that um, people do need to recognize the importance of that extended family. And, and Cheryl, no matter what, teaching kids about morality, right from wrong, about faith, good judgment, making good choices in life, morality still matters in the household. Yes, it does. It does. You know, for uh, you know, for us, you know, my children grew up, you know, in a solidly Christian home. Their father was a, you know, pastor. He still is, you know, so teaching our girls, we had two girls, teaching those girls, you know, about morality and how to be moral and how to be ethical and how to be all of those things was very, very important, you know, and I was the heavy in the house. I was the one that kind of like made them toe the line. Um, it just worked out that way. And the, the, the beauty of it is, 
you may not see it until they're in their 20s, in their 30s. You may not see the uh, the result of that effort until they're older because they understand and they start to make very sound, morally sound decisions. Um, it might not always be the case. You might not always agree with what uh, what decisions they make. But then at the end of the day, it's our job to love them, love them through that. Oh, yeah. Dina? I have a question for Cheryl. And um, the, Dee Dee and I were raised in the AME church. We um, now attend non-denominational churches, but certainly our foundation comes from, from our AME uh, upbringing. And as the as we see across the nation, things like the definition of woman changing and um, the role of parents, even in deciding how their children are ed being educated, we think about when Martin Luther King warned that the church would become an irrelevant social club. What do you believe as a woman who um, is a woman of faith, what should the role of the church be in pushing back on this narrative that women can be men and that parents don't have a voice? Well, I think one of the things the church really should do is use their voice, use their platform, use, speak out, say something. <laughs> you know, it seems like a lot of our, in particular, our top church leaders that we know across the nation, they're very quiet on a lot of key topics. And these in particular, yes, you might hear them, you know, say something on a Sunday morning from the pulpit, but some of these leaders, they have very national, widespread, global platforms that we're not hearing them. They're just really interestingly quiet. And that that concerns me, you know, that concerns me that they're not willing to stand flat-footed on what they know to be true and not say anything. You know, and Colleen, you know, you are a health coach. So many young people today are dealing with an opioid crisis, suicide depression, how do you help mothers as well as their children through these new challenges? Like, they're just overwhelming today. First thing that I talk to parents about, if they have a child struggling with an opioid addiction or any kind of depression, is to educate themselves as much as possible and also not to have guilt. That gets in the way quite often. Don't feel guilty. Just continue to talk to your children learn whatever you possibly can about the addiction about depression uh the church also can play a big role in that keep uh spiritually connected with your children uh, at all times that that plays a huge role too Dina, Dina's question was great, and I want to come back to Colleen, and well, actually both of you, because when you both mentioned your faith and going to church, it is, like Dina said, we were both raised in the AME church, and our the foundation, why do you think some of these huge ministers, some of these huge congregations, why aren't they speaking out on some of these issues that are so important? Our children are supposed to be our future, and if we're taking our kids, now we're not actually physically in church. Some of us are not because of the pandemic, and so we're still doing church at home, which was good at, at some point, but 
there's always something said to be, about being in the midst of other believers and being in the church and being in that space. Why do you think some of these leaders and some of these church leaders and some of these organizations, these faith organizations, why aren't they speaking out against some of these things that are so important that are changing the way we look at mothers, the way we look at marriage? Why aren't they saying what they need to say if they're preaching it from the gospel, from Genesis to Revelations on Sundays? Why aren't they coming out saying something about it? Well, I think there are, there are probably multiple layers as to why they're not speaking out, why they're not saying things. Some, it could be just, you know, personally, they don't want the spotlight on them, which, I mean, a lot of them it already is, but we know um, they don't, you know, then there's cancel culture. You know, can, I think cancel culture plays into that as well. Um, not wanting to be canceled, if you will, by, uh, by social media. Um, and also maybe some of their own personal relationships that they have. You know, I think there are multiple pieces to this as to why as a collective, we're not hearing uh, people talk about, or these leaders, these top leaders, church leaders, speak to what's happening in our society. Thank you for joining us and happy Mother's Day. Thank you for joining us on another episode 